We're back again this week um, with another interesting talk topic. I'm going to be talking about um, managing your kids with dogs. Um, that is a really big topic, Scott. When I um, start speaking to my families with um, clients with um, families um, that have kids, um, the dogs nipping, biting, the kids yep. roughhousing with the dogs, the dog thinking the kids are a play toy and stuff like that. So this is like a really big one, especially for um, people who are bringing new babies into the home, especially first time moms or just moms in general, or if you're bringing in a baby, um, because you know, you want to protect your baby. That's like your precious thing. So what I want to do is kind of um, with folks, I want to go through uh, each um, ages for the children and kind of tell them what to expect from the dog and how to navigate play and management between the kids and such. Um, Cause I do think it's like really important. Uh, you're going to, how old now, Scott? She is, my daughter's nine months old now. All right. Yep. So nine months. So before, let's start with, before you even bring the baby home, let's yep. start there. Cause I think that's very important. Before you even bring any dog home, you want to um, prep your dog and uh, your dog. Um, so basically there's going to be a change in the environment. There's going to be a new dog coming in. And yep. so what you want to do is you want to kind of um, think about your current routine now and it, where your dog, so no, let's backtrack on this. Okay. So think about your current routine now. And if you do have another dog in your house already, if you don't have another dog, you want to kind of manage it. And so a lot of that is going to be creating barriers for the dog and the baby between them. Um, so a lot of times just getting like a gate or crate. Um, to put your dog in, but most likely a gated area to section off your home so your dog is confined to a certain area, and so your baby has um, space to play as well as your dog has space to play, um, so you can kind of manage the interactions between them both. Um, so that's just the biggest thing about before the baby arriving is just like prepping your home, making sure it's baby safe and dog safe, both all together, so just getting those gates together and um, management and blocking off sections. Um, also, like, you know, going through the stages of development. So children who are zero to six months old, if you think about it, you know, they cry a lot, you know, they yeah. get born. And for dogs, that triggers a predatory response. And so a lot of times it may come off like as um, aggression and things like that. But in reality, it's like the baby triggering, you know, the dog. So you yeah. just want to be uh, mindful for that. And the best thing to do with that, again, is to provide and manage. And manage meaning that, you know, if you have to place your dog in confinement, a you know, meaning a pen or X-pen area or yeah. crate, or even um, having your dog uh, leashed onto you, where you can monitor the interactions between like the baby and the um, dog as well. So think about it, zero to six months, all the crying, you just want to manage the interactions and you know you want to use treats again make it a positive you know interaction with the baby use yeah. treats around the baby you know with the dog you know not closely but you know do some basic obedience around the baby so you know it's like positive association you know exactly. um yeah. then next six to 24 months that's when the babies are most mobile like the toddler thing this and so in that phase um you'll see that the children kind of wants to invade more on the dog's face because oh, they're yeah. able to walk and move around and, you know, the dogs are running, they're playing chase with the dog and stuff like that. And so, you know, most of the time the dog's okay, but it can become aggressive and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So again, you just want to manage the situation and supervise. Um, 
what you can do in that case, like I said before, um, if you know we're all busy, we don't have time to supervise our dogs all times of the day. Yeah. So you can actually tether your dog onto something. So that basically just means like you know using a leash or some sort of rope um, and attaching it onto some form of um, furniture or something where your dog is stationary. We can still move around, so you know where they are, especially. Um, you know, when you have a toddler moving around as well, and they actually know you hear a scream and you don't know what happened. So covering your dog is actually ideal for that situation. Um, if you don't want to leave them on the front of your yard and you want them to stay with you, what I advise my clients to do too is you can have a leash, loop it through your belt buckle, clip it onto your dog and keep your dog with you all day. Or not all day, but for the duration of time you want it. And that's yeah. also good for potty training as well so your dog's not having accidents all over the home. Um so now we're moving on to the ages of two to five years old. Okay. So at this time, um, the you know your child's becoming a little bit more independent, and yeah. again, they're going to try to you know steal toys and stuff like that, um, use the crates and stuff. Um, moving on into the ages of five to nine year old. So um, at this age, that's when you get a lot of the teasing coming in. And okay. like that, um, in the rough housing with the dogs and such. Um, so what you want to do is start to teach your dog, not your dog, your children, how to take more responsibility with your dog. Okay. So instead of letting them engage in like rough housing and play, give them something to do with your dog. So if you're grooming your dog, you can have them help you um, groom the dog. Um, have them responsible for feeding in the morning, you know, before yeah. school and for dinner. So just giving them something to do with the dog instead of, you know, doing a rough housing and play and then possibly someone um, getting hurt. But yeah. as always, you still want to manage and supervise the situation um, by, you know, being active within, you know, the room that you're in with the dog and your children. Um, so moving forward, the ages of nine to 12 years old. Um, so at that point, they're like beyond supervision with the dog. They can kind of be yeah. alone with the dog, but they still make um, teas or even like poke the dog or, you know, try to do little funny things to the dog, which the dog may not find so funny. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But again, supervise the situation, you know, make sure you keep an eye on, you know, your dog. And there's a few type, types of, um, management and, um, watching uh there's active watching and stuff which means that you're act actually in the room with your uh dog and your kid and you watch yeah. so people see what's going on and then there's like passive watching where you're like doing dishes and you're like around, like trying to see what they're doing yeah. so there's two different you know things in some situations um active and passive may be okay so you just want to think about how your home is set up and which one works for you but ideally if you can watch them 24 7 and keep them right there um that would be ideal um also just teaching them go to mat or go to place or go to yeah. bed so they have somewhere to go sit and stay while you're moving about roaming the house. So you won't have to worry about if they're messing with the kids or if the kids um, are messing with them as well. So go to mat training, teaching them how to settle down on, you know, an area, just like relaxing a little bit, which essentially, essentially is them just relaxing. So just, you know, training, go to mat. Also um, training a reliable recall um, okay. will help as well. So if you are doing that passive you know, watching when you're doing dishes or you're doing something else, you hear that, oh, you know, or the barking or whatever, and call the dog to you and they will yeah. come. So, you know, just, there's just a few things that you can like do between the management and the training. And also one thing um, that's most important is watching your dog's body language. Um, Cause like I said, my dogs are speaking to us at all times and telling yeah. us uh, things. And especially if they don't want to be do something or, 
just freeze when you come next to them. That's a sign that they're comfortable and you may want to move away. Um, yeah. They make it called whale eye like this. We can see more yeah. of the whites of their eyes than the black. That's another sign that, hey, they, they, you know, wait for me, growling. Um, yeah, the low growls. Yeah, that, exactly. that definitely is a telltale yeah. sign, right? How, how's the interaction between your daughter and your dog now? Uh, it's okay. He doesn't like her being in his space. So if she like yep. tries to touch him or something like that, unless we're like right there with him or like just gen making sure she gently touches him, sometimes mm -hmm. it let a little growl. Um, he likes to have his own space. So like we usually just sort of let him interact with her when he wants to and we don't. Exactly. But now I'd say over the past month, she, the first like maybe seven, eight months, she really didn't care. He wasn't really, he was there, but he wasn't there. Now mm -hmm. he's there and she's interested. So she'll crawl over to him. Uh, she like loves his bowls. And so she's always <laughs> trying to get into his space or just like touch him now. Right. And so yeah. now we have to monitor her more than him because exactly. he's more mobile now because she's crawling now and she can like sort of grab things and stuff. And so now it's just like, okay, where is she going? Is she invading his space? Let's mm -hmm. be mindful. He'll let her a little growl, let us know, hey, he's not cool with that. And then we sort of respect that, right? So exactly, yeah. And exactly. I've, I've heard like when they get a little bit bigger and they're mobile, mobile. Uh, I guess I'm not sure of what you've heard, but when they sort of become like almost eye level, so they're both looking at the same eye level, then that can be a thing too. But and just yeah. sort of on things there. Yeah, and I'm hearing a lot too, like the kids that are like three and under. And if three and under, if you think about it, with some dogs that is eye level, um, yeah. there's like a real issue with the play interaction because the dog is like playing with them like it's one of the dogs and the parents yeah. are great. So that is a, a thing. So that's why you want to start early with teaching proper management and making sure that your kids are not bothering the dog when they're eating, giving them a little time. We don't yeah. want people picking up our plates when we're eating. Uh, yeah. When they're sleeping too, you don't want to let them go over there and wake them up just because it's fun you know yeah. so just be respectful of this space and also you're not only teaching your child to be respectful and managing the situation you also the dog's also learning as well boundaries yeah. as well and yeah. you'll notice because i noticed with my dogs too you know especially if um a person comes in when they were younger they would be all rambunctious and stuff like that but the more you manage it and teach boundaries within they'll learn to go up to that child and kind of stay away and that's yeah. when you get those dogs when you see the kids like jumping on them rolling on them and stuff like that because they learned some type of boundaries and also they've been used to that type of tug and play with the kids so it's good to actually have them play with them but just some sort of structure some sort of structure yeah some actual structure yeah. just wait yep. till they're really to really be able to actually play with them i would imagine too right so yep. yep. yeah and so yeah, so body language is very important to read. Yeah. And I usually I give my clients like a little handout. I, I had it early on in um how dogs learn lesson. But um yeah. yeah, so just looking at their body language and honestly, it's probably no different. Well, it is because we don't growl at people. I'm like, it's probably no <laughs> different than ours. But you know, we give a kind of look like we're like, you know, don't want yeah. to do they do the same look. Only thing we don't growl. We may say bad things, which may be kind of but well, we don't growl. But no. so just kind of monitor your dog's body language you know your dog you know yeah. how they react to things and if you have any like um reserves about whether they're gonna bite or anything like that just keep them separated to you know and if you have any questions or anything you always want to reach out to a trainer sure. um 
So just to sum things up, um, so you do want to use a baby gate uh, for management or X-pin or some type of confinement area. If you have to, for some reason, you know, put your dog in a room just to get a little bit of space, that's fine as well. You just want to make sure that you check on when they have all the resources they need, like food, water, and all that stuff. Um, you don't want to allow them access to food, toys, and treats. Um, you just don't want to leave them around. Ideally, if you have older kids, that would be fine. But when you come down to babies and crawling and young people, infants, it's like grabbing it. You don't want to get into yeah. like resource garden and garden and them tug of war with the baby. So if they're not actively playing with toys or um, eating treats or food, you want to put those away. Okay. Um, also plan to do games with your kids. So um, a good one that, oh, a, a good one for kids to older kids is um, which hand? So okay. a simple one, just putting the treat in the hand, letting your dog sit oh, okay. in like that. Yeah. So, you know, snap and open if they give it. You know, that's a simple one they could play. Yeah. Um, you can take them outside to play, find it, which is tossing treats in the ground. And like, so that way, you draw more interaction with the older kids where, you know, they're not really using their hands, but they're like close. And then the young ones doing find it, tossing treats. That's more yeah. like them not touching the dog, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and yeah. that builds that relationship too, right? So you're not, exactly. they don't have to actually touch, but they're still building that relationship, building that comfort level and everything, especially for the dog too. So. Exactly, exactly. Um, and again, um, if you're going to passively supervise, which, you know, looking back, just make sure you are checking on them. You can tether them if you want. Um, also, another thing I wanted to talk about, so your dog. Here's the way they tell you, like, they don't want to be bothered or, so for instance, if your toddler goes over to your dog and your dog's running away, that's mm -hmm. like a pretty good indication that your dog wants okay, so. to be bothered. <laughs> and the same thing if it's like a dog-on-dog -dog interaction, if you yeah. pull them apart and one of them goes back or both goes back, that means they're okay. But if one of them runs for the hills, that means yeah. that one of them's not okay. You should pull them apart. So the same thing, you should allow... Um, your dog to come to your toddler and not your toddler to come to your dog, if that makes sense. So managing that. And also, again, if you're away, you know, or, you know, in another room, just manage the situation. But um, hopefully these are all some good tips for people to follow. I know my daughter, 11, but sometimes I have to use the younger tips. So honestly, you can use them all for any age level, but it's just important, like, if you only have, like, an age group to focus on, you know, just to know, like, um, Basically, just to know ahead of time what to expect. Like, okay, yeah, exactly. you know, my dog's, you know, zero, the baby's zero six months. She's going to be one soon. Okay, this is when they crawl and this will happen. So the more you can manage the situation, the better it will be. And a dog's love repetition and yeah. they love structure. So creating structure around your kids and the dog even before the baby gets home, um, that's fine as well. And, oh, what I was going to say where I paused on earlier um, as far as when you bring the baby home, don't wait till the baby come home to make changes. So for instance, um, if you do have multiple pets um, in the home and say, for instance, one of them's been there since your kid was like five, but not the baby stage and you're bringing the yeah. dog in, say your dog currently sleeps with you. You don't want to wait till the baby comes home to kick the dog out the bed. That's um, you know what? Yeah. Cause then it could, you know, resource. They become almost resentful of like the, a baby for, and they mm -hmm. think that was the reason right when it's not so exactly so this you know I, you know i know i didn't touch on i touched a little bit on dogs already in the home but this really is for like dogs in the home outside the home just preparing the situation in advance really yeah um but yeah that's um 
I hope these tools were helpful for you guys. You guys use them if you have, a, you have babies in the home or babies on the way. You guys found some useful tips. I hope you found some useful tips, Scott. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Prepare <laughs> <laughs> okay. for the next steps and the next steps, definitely. Yeah. So, Scott, yeah. I Scott and I was talking to my like, Scott, this one's for you. This one's <laughs> yeah. for you. And he's like, I know, I know. Exactly. So I'm glad it helped you and help other folks as well. But um, yeah. I'm glad you guys were able to join us and grab some useful information. And I will see you guys. We will see you guys next week for another Maven topic. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.